Hey, welcome to Gig News this morning. I'm Chad. Good morning. GigTube and Steve out in Texas. What's going on? Good man? morning, everybody. Yeah, let me put that on there. I don't think anybody's watching yet. It's still too early. <laughs> so how has your week been? <clears throat> well, uh, can you hear me okay? Yeah. You can? Okay, good, good. Uh, last week, well, I'm good. I just got over a cold, a really bad one. In fact, it was it was kicking in when I was on the show last week. I wasn't really mm -hmm. sure what was going on, but um, today, so anyway, I'm finally over that and enjoying a delicious cup of Ethiopian coffee <laughs> from Central Market. And speaking they of coffee, like I, I ran out of creamer, so I bought some like almond creamer. Yeah, and I don't know why, because I don't like almond creamer. I like almond milk, fine, but almond creamer, I don't know what it is. Like it just, it doesn't have the same taste or texture or something. So it's like I bought this brand new bottle, only a sixteen ounce bottle. I feel like throwing it away. So like, I don't know what else to do with it. <laughs> oh yeah, I didn't give it to yeah. my cats. You know, I uh, that's one of the things I was I didn't really that was one of the things I learned about when I was started shopping for other people was how what was the giant market for coffee creamers, mm -hmm. you know, the international. Your uh, videos freezing up. And, and a bazillion flavors. And is that better? Anyway, that's because of the cattail. Leo, get down. Anyway, I was just, I was Still really surprised. I was really surprised. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I think we lost the, oh, wait. Can you hear me? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Your video just completely froze. Oh. And now I'm getting connection is unstable on my end. I don't know why. Is it stuttering on your end? Well, you're pixelating. Yeah. Hang on. Let me. Um... There's really nothing I can do, you know? I killed the VPN. Hmm. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the GigTube show. <laughs> right here. That's the other Steve. Steve Johnson. He said, where's your robe? Uh, hanging up in the closet. I got mm -hmm. my I got my workout gear on. Because as soon as we finish here, I start lifting weights. Well, I, I like Thursdays. So it's biceps and back day. Ah, okay. That's a lot. You yeah. should, you, maybe you ought to split. So, uh, I had a roommate for a while who very mm -hmm. fitness oriented, he split those up into two days back was its own day. And he would always say it's its own day because of all the muscles. Yeah. I had a schedule like that, but, um, I rather, like, I'd rather lift three days a week and then run three days a week. Because if you're on that kind of schedule, you're lifting like four or five, six days a week and like mm -hmm. maybe one day for cardio. But um, yeah, he said if you exit stream and come back in, it might. Th the problem is there's only for me to exit the stream without ending the broadcast. Wait, let me hang on. Let me try something. I'm going to hit Leaf Studio. All right. Finally, it's mine. 
So, so do you hear about all the gig news? All right. I think, did I fix it? You're there. All right. Yeah. Am I pixelated or whatever? Have you tried turning it off and back on again? <laughs> That's literally what I just did. All right. Well, I don't see the connection is unstable warning, so we should be good. Any uh, interesting stories from the road? I haven't. I haven't. And worked no, in a while. And no, I haven't worked in a week. I, I mean, I didn't do any. I, I I had a really bad cold, and then yeah. I then it turned into coughing. It wasn't COVID. Um, just could have been Omicron strain. Could have been. Could have. You know. I don't know. I've. <sighs> Uh, I've had 5 million vaccinations and, and everything. So, uh, so I recovered, I recovered. So, I see you've got the sniffles. No, it's just, uh, I saw on, I think it was on Rogan. They were talking about somebody, I think it was in Germany where he got like 90 COVID vaccines. Yeah. It's like every time you get one, you get like a coupon for something free or something. I don't know. Well, that's true. <laughs> I mean, when I when I got my booster, I got it at Albertsons and they give you free stuff. If you go to go to a pharmacy, go to a grocery store pharmacy. I, I walked into Albertsons and it was great. They I got a 10 percent off for uh, up to three hundred dollars worth of groceries. Three hundred dollar, you know, three hundred dollar limit, max. So yikes. that's up to thirty dollars off. Yeah. So the other Steve said I had two teeth pulled and have COVID right now. Yeah. Okay. He did a video on his uh, TikTok where he was like spitting out, like it was like a joke. Like he had like the the tooth that he pulled, like in the, I don't know if it was real blood or like strawberry syrup or something, but yeah, that was pretty gross. Oh, so you could have <laughs> sort of like kiss Gene, Gene Simmons style, <laughs> right? Spitting blood. You could do a whole kiss recreation. The pot, the pos, you know, and that could have gone viral. Yeah. I don't know if, I don't think Steve is a real uh, kiss fan. That's, <laughs> I, I, you know, kiss is like, they're kind of like a boomer band. I don't, nobody in my generation ever really caught on to them. Oh, my brother, my brother, my brother was um, a huge Kiss fan. I mean, oh, yeah, it, I was, it was, it was, it was the, they were the big deal. They were the, they were, they were, I mean, Kiss was a cultural phenomenon. You know, that and Satan worshiping, uh, yeah. the exorcist, you know, that all of, all of that. And Gene Simmons would spit blood. Yeah. So, all right. We're, we're really, really off topic. So let's. Well, Let's dive into the news here. Of course, well, I had the that gets more dreary. All right, so this is kind of a, a snooze kind of thing, but it's kind of important to talk about. So, Uber others see lobbying chance in Department of Labor lull on gig worker rule. This is really long, and I might not even read. Like, I highlighted just the important parts, and it might not even read all this. So I'm just going to try to go through this really quick. Uh, Biden Labor Department is yet to clarify what approach it will take to determine whether workers qualify as independent contractors or should be employees due to do full benefits. And business groups should see that lull as an opportunity to influence what comes next. 
Powerful gig companies like Uber and Lyft are lobbying Washington to provide a more flexible classification standard that allow them to continue operating their models as is, creating friction with the Biden administration's agenda and demands of unions closely aligned with the president. Labor groups and some some Democrats say these workers should be classified as employees who are owed benefits like minimum wage, overtime, and unemployment insurance under the law. Many expected the administration to take a stricter approach to independent contractor relationships, but it's unclear how the administration will proceed after David Wheel, a longtime critic of companies' use of independent contractors, couldn't win enough votes in the Senate to be confirmed to lead the Department of Labor Wage Division. The Biden Wage and Hour Division scrapped a Trump administration rule setting out a business-friendly independent contractor standard. The Coalition for Workforce Innovation and other business groups subsequently sued, and a Texas court reinstated the Trump rule in March. With this new opening, CWI, that's, um, oh, they just had it right here, uh, Coalition for Workforce Innovation, uh, whose membership includes Lyft, Postmates, and several other gig companies, said it's actively working on a long-term legislative proposal to address independent contractor status that it hopes to release before the end of this Congress. The plan will include not only rideshare and delivery drivers, but other industries that rely on independent contractors. DoorDash, Grubhub, Uber, Lyft, and other app-based companies also launched a new lobbying group in March called the Flex Association, aimed at educating policymakers on issues affecting the on-demand economy. Following various state-level policy fights over gig worker status, business groups seem open to providing some benefits to workers without giving them the title of employee. And uh, one possible model floated by gig companies, a new law in Washington state, which we talked about a week or two ago, uh, negotiated between rideshare companies, drivers, and the Teamsters affiliate drivers union that provides guaranteed minimum pay per trip, per pay rates, paid sick leave, and workers' compensation without classifying drivers as employees. So, um, yeah, this article is really long. I, I recommend everybody um, check it out. But, I mean, it's just kind of more of the same of this you know, AB5, Prop 22, Pro Act type, all in the same kind of sphere there. It's like, there's, it's funny because like there's this really long article, but like there isn't a whole lot of news. It's just kind of like announcing that something, something is happening. And like that, you know, what they say, Uber, Lyft, DoorDash, they, they form their own uh, lobbying group, the Flex Association. <laughs> I wonder mm -hmm. if that's Amazon mm -hmm. or something. So, um, I don't know. Is there any, I, are you pessimistic, optimistic about this? What's your reaction to this news? Well, you know, this is, you were reading from Bloomberg law. Mm -hmm. So that's the, thank you. Rideshare rodeo. <laughs> oh yeah. It's a cool name too. You know, you're reading from B Bloomberg law. These are lawyers. This is a law blog basically. And they're, they're just a, Discussing all this drama that that, that um, the union groups and lobbyists are doing, you know, it's it, this is all make work. It's mm -hmm. all make work for a bunch of people. Uh, even even the the gig company, the CWI group that you were talking about, you know, notice that's that's a make work group too. Our goal is to educate. We're going to educate the legislators things that's those are all basically lobbyists yeah i lived in yeah. the state capitol for 30 years so and i knew i knew people who lobbied the texas legislature and that's that's what you do is you come up with all this work to do and you get paid an hourly fee and it's great and that's what's going on here I, you know i hopefully nothing will happen because the economy you know so many people's jobs depend on this that 
hopefully they don't change anything but yeah um if they're gonna do something they uh, uh, by they i mean like the democrats they probably need to do it quick because uh everybody's predicting a red wave in november so and i highly doubt that a republican controlled house and senate is gonna do any kind of you know um labor le legislation i mean i i could be wrong though i mean mm -hmm. these i mean they're mostly boomers you know in congress and they don't really get how these gig apps work so they could just you know it depends what kind of propaganda the lobbying groups are throwing at them i mean if our only hope right now is that uber lyft doordash grubhub ha are sending people to washington um and it's possible we could come up with a third worker category the worker category like they have in england it's like it's not independent contractor it's not employee it's just worker and um check out uh ratchet rodeo's um podcast and he's done youtube if you've ever talked to any gig workers in england like they're part of that worker category where they kind of get an hourly wage and uh they get tips but like i guess they're pretty rare because it's just not a tipping culture there and so it's we could see like a prop 22 type scenario nationwide although that 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 why ruling... why 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 because it lost <laughs> or the you know well, the law it's... in california was struck down well you it's know, in, that that's going to still in right effect there. it's still in effect they just it's nothing has changed until it goes to the next mm -hmm. i believe it's like the ninth circuit and then I mean, it could go all the way to the Supreme Court. I don't know. But it's, yeah, what I was saying is like that, that yeah, that judge struck down Prop 22. I think it was back in August. And nothing's changed since then. So I know Steve uh, at Ride Chair Rodeo follows this pretty closely. So I'm wondering if he has any updates on that as far as whenever the next court date is or whatever. Hmm. He said, I'm an hour and a half. I have a video posting in Massachusetts House Bill 1234. That's like, yeah, Massachusetts kind of um equivalent of prop 22 prop 22 is 100% in fact yeah and uh Hannibal and I were talking about this on the Monday night show and I said it was like the only options are AB5 or prop 22 well I'm going to go with prop 22 but I mean I'd rather there not be either but I don't really have a lot of control over that all right some states will do an AB5 and some states will uh try and regulate it yep Let's uh let's move on to our favorite app, Instacart. Instacart responds to the I want it now mentality. Now they really, really bury the lead here. He has like four or five paragraphs just on on the anecdote. So I'm gonna go right to the meat of the article. So this is uh from Forbes.com. Instacart recently announced in a press release that is building nano fulfillment, also known as micro fulfillment warehouses to meet the needs of customers' speedy expectations. Instacart's goal is to deliver customers' orders in as little as 15 minutes. The lofty goal is part of a deal with Publix in the Atlanta and P Miami markets. Mara Browse, director of communications at Publix, said the new warehouses, which Instacart calls carrot warehouses, <laughs> will <laughs> unlock ultra-fast delivery in our major metro areas. And the chain is eager to continue to test and iterate on these new concepts as consumer needs continue to evolve. The concept of ultra-fast lane delivery goes beyond groceries. Many industries, even beyond retail, will have to adapt to higher expectations their customers have for delivery. No doubt Amazon set a high bar for delivery. 
Now other businesses are stepping up with speedy delivery times. For the past several years, I've heard customers say, I wish they were as fast as Amazon. Today, you may hear customers say, I wish they were as fast as my grocery store. Well, maybe not today, but um, so this is basically the GoPuff model of where you just have little warehouses all over the place and you would have w and two employees who would kind of like kind of like amazon their whole job is to pick the items get them staged and the driver pulls up and they just load your car and then like you get a route um actually and kind of like walmart i don't know if you do spark delivery but walmart kind of works like that too where they'll give you yeah you know it could be anywhere from like one to like i think i've seen routes as many as like 10 or 12 people on a route, although they're usually just one item each. And um, it's, I mean, I kind of see like the, the positives of that is especially for, as a driver, it means nice that you don't, you wouldn't have to do any shopping. It's just delivery only. And you would probably still get tips. Um, although those, <laughs> those are kind of few and far between these days. Um, although what sucks about like that kind of go puff model is that once you finish your last drop off, you have to deadhead all the way back to the warehouse, you mm-hmm. know, and you're probably going to work on shifts. Mm-hmm. So I'll be, this is, we're still in the, you know, infancy stage of this, but, um, you know, I, I don't, I don't know if you had followed this Hannibal and I talked about this last summer when they announced that they were building these. So it looks like now it's starting to actually get ready to be launched. Dude, you got to silence your phone. Here, bing, bing. <laughs> What's going off? I. You don't hear that? Yeah. yeah th- th- sorry, that was a message from the Carrot Warehouse. <laughs> Brianna Peterson said, if Instacart doesn't pay better for the batches, then those 15-minute delivery orders still won't get picked up. Well, it might not be a, a matter... You pro- If this works like the kind of GoPuff model, is that you won't be paid by the batch. You'll just like schedule a block just like with Amazon or with GoPuff and you get paid the hourly rate plus tips. And that's, it's a really gray area as far as at that point, whether you're a true independent contractor or a W2 employee, because from I've, it's fine. I'm in with GoPuff. I'm on board of the app. I've never actually done any GoPuff work, but from everything I've read about GoPuff, it seems to be really more of a W2 thing. And like in New York where they have gorillas and, um, those other ultra fast companies a lot like, and actually we talked about uh remember a few weeks ago, we talked about a lot of them started to fold already. Um, so Chad, Chad, so this is a partnership with Publix. Mm-hmm. That's the Florida store, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. Well, they said right. Miami and Atlanta. Those are the test. Okay. Markets. Okay. So that's Southeast. All right. All right. But so for um, Instacart, are those good batches? The ones to Publix? versus because um because here yeah, you know i, I pick stores that i enjoy you know yeah usually you know if it's a cvs order you're not going to get much you're not going to get a tip but if you're going to get <laughs> you know but you know Publix or here we have central market heb those are good orders you know mm-hmm. um they're trying to do a different uh business model i guess i i don't think i I don't know i don't know we'll see if that even if the carrot warehouses sprout yeah all right let's move on we got a couple um we actually have some dude you gotta silence your phone it's that ding is driving me crazy leo 
It's not it's not Leo o'clock. It's Chad o'clock. <laughs> there. Okay. I, I think I've silenced it. Sorry. Okay. Sorry, everybody. All right, let's watch this uh <laughs> local news story. Haven is being credited with saving a life after she got to her delivery stop and found a customer unconscious. Thank you for being here tonight, everybody. I'm Dan Jeanig. The 19th Molly Levine joins us live now from Fairhaven with the story. Molly? Well, Dan, it was back in February on a cold evening. This woman and her husband were coming back from a gathering with friends. They wanted Papa Gino's, their favorite pizza place. But when the delivery driver got there, she found the woman outside unconscious and bleeding from her head. So I went outside because I didn't want to wake him when they came in. Things took a turn for Karen while she was waiting for their pizza on West Island in Fairhaven. While I was standing there, my knee let go and my arm let go. An old injury came calling. I do remember falling and I remember just seeing a lot of white in my face. What they wanted was Papa Gino's. What they got was their guardian angel. I was like, your wife is down at the bottom of the step. She's uh, bleeding really badly. 26-year-old Sophia Furtado from New Bedford isn't just any door dasher. She was the door dasher this family needed. She called 911, called for towels and a blanket, and implemented what she learned from school. I'm holding her head, uh, trying to hold C's fine because I knew she fell hard, so I didn't want her to, you know, God forbid, later down the road be paralyzed. Karen was hospitalized for three weeks with a traumatic brain injury. She has staples and stitches on her head, but EMTs say if Sophia hadn't did what she did when she did it, it would have been worse for Karen. She was my guardian angel, and if I didn't have her... I'd probably be dead. I actually wanted to be an EMT, but unfortunately, you know, with kids and life took its own course. So I had to kind of make that sacrifice. Um, so I have the background. I went through the whole schooling. I just needed to pass the test. Karen tells me Sophia passed this test with flying colors. I thank the Lord with Sophia for just having that ability to know how to respond. Yesterday, Sophia was awarded for the heroic action. She got a plaque from Fairhaven Police, a pin from Karen and her family, and a scholarship from DoorDash. They awarded me $1,000 to go to an EMT school. So hopefully later down the road, I'll be able to use that. And Karen is willing to help Sophia every step of the way. It wasn't like a one time I saved her life and never talked to her again. I already talked to her today. I'm like, what do you want me to do? I will totally help you with everything. Now, Karen is reminding herself that it's going to be a long road to recovery, and she's taking it one day at a, at a time, but she's already looking forward to tomorrow. They're going to be actually hanging out at the beach together, they tell me. So best of luck to them, and uh, definitely a great story here. Live in Fairhaven, Molly Levine, NBC10 News. All right. Nice to see some good news about a DoorDash or gig worker for a change, you know. Although we do, we're it's all, funny. We have some bad ones coming up later, but um, yeah, always, have you ever been in a situation we're, we're, like that? We're always good news shoppers. <laughs> we bring love, good health, wonderful. You know, we bring life to the world and to people. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what. I uh, watching that. I um, I wish I knew CPR. I don't. Uh, I mean, do you? Because uh, because you, because we are in situations all the time where somebody, you know, where that could happen and and, uh, you know, it's just lucky, you know, it's lucky whether if somebody can help someone like that. I don't I have CPR, I don't have the skills. I was CPR certified when I was in the Navy, but I mean, that certification okay. lapsed like 10, 15 years ago. Um, yeah. 
thankfully I never was in a situation where I had to use it. I mean, I was also in Cub Scouts and Boy Scouts, and you know, you learn first aid there all the time. Um, and, well, CPR is a lot different than if somebody is you know bleeding. Like CPR is like somebody is having a heart attack or they choked or whatever. They're not they're not breathing, but um, it also depends on your zone because like where i am it's it's all suburbs so if i had to call 911 i'm sure an ambulance could be there pretty quickly except for when i do those amazon flex routes out in volusia county out in the country mm -hmm. and those roads that are like freaking dirt roads with roller coasters like that would take an ambulance a long time to get out there so uh yeah if, if anybody's watching who's been in a similar situation where you had to help a customer or a customer had to help you let us know in the comments. I so. read about that happening, but I haven't had that happen yet, you know, and I've, you know, I've dealt with a lot of elderly people who mm. aren't moving around very well. It's so that, that story has kind of gone viral. I've seen like so many, um, like that was the original story, but then like it got picked up by like USA today and you, you know, all the major AP type, uh, publications and a lot of like local news places. And so when I get my Google alerts in the morning every day for like the last week, I keep seeing that article. So all these company, all these uh, newspapers and magazines keep mm -hmm. reporting on it. So um, yeah, good, good to that girl for uh, saving that lady's life. And it's nice that they're like friends now too. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, you know, I I've made friends with customers. Yeah. I mean, haven't had to perform medical attention on them, but, <laughs> Uh, you know, doing shipped, you know, customers can tag you and keep requesting yeah. it over and over. So I, nice I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I'm friends with any customers, but I'm definitely friendly. There's a few like regulars that I have and, mm -hmm. you know, and I wish Instacart would steal that idea from, from shipped of where customers could favorite their shoppers. Cause there's a lot of people that I deliver to, they're like, oh, I wish I could get you every time, you know, because everybody else is a freaking turd around here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's good when you get feedback like that. But Instacart's yeah. busy building the carrot warehouses. Well, they only have uh, two of them so far. Actually, I had a... Uh, didn't you have a, a funny comment on your from your customer? Because I had one I wanted to show. I'm back to 4.97 for the first time in a long time. Congratulations. I, I was doing... I was doing a BJ's order the other day. This lady wanted, um, she lived in an apartment too. And she got like this huge, like four foot wide, two foot deep, like trough basically. I mean, and like, and like 50 pounds of gardening soil. So like she wants to grow flowers in her apartment. And uh, I don't know if you can see this, the April 22nd comment. Awesome guy. Thank you for helping me wheel everything upstairs. Good. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. That's why I had that wagon. I was like, it. What, what sucked was there was no close place to park, so I still had to walk like almost a block. But at least I had the wagon, you know. That's you. Yeah, because you could put it in the wagon. Was yeah. she upstairs? Yeah, she was like on the second or third floor. But thankfully, there was an elevator. Ah, uh, your video froze. You still there? All right, Steve's video froze. Oh, now he's back. All right, I'm back. Let's, I'm back. Let's move. Let's we're rambling. Let's move on to the next story. This is another local news story. Except this isn't a happy story. This is the opposite. 
This is in Houston. Whoops, no sound. Many are looking to make a little bit of extra cash. But if you're looking for a second job, you need to hear the warning from one Houston man who is now out of thousands of dollars. ABC 13's Chaz Miller is joining us live from the newsroom today to explain what happened to this local man. Chaz? Chauncey, yeah, Amazon Flex is a program where you can deliver packages for Amazon using your own vehicle. The man you're about to meet thought it might be a good way for him to get some extra money for his family. But as you mentioned, it wound up with him losing thousands. When Bibnet Mesfin went to make his first delivery with Amazon Flex, he ran into a problem at this Amazon hub locker in Southwest Houston. So he thought he'd call Amazon for some help. The day that it happened was on April the 1st. Mesfin looked through his Amazon app for a number to call but couldn't find one. So he went to Google and called what he thought was the retail giant. When the guy even asked over the phone, he said, Kevin from Amazon. Only Kevin wasn't with Amazon at all. He instructed Mesfin to download two apps, AnyDesk, which is a remote desktop application, and Strike, which is a payment app. <laughs> That's what he did. I let him in my phone, and then the next thing you know, he took all my money from my account. $3,500 in all, money the bank and Amazon said they couldn't bring back. I talked to them, but they told me that they couldn't do anything for me. Mesfin said he'll just stick to his day job from here on out. He started this endeavor as a way to earn some extra money for his wife and daughter, and he's ending it with a warning. I mean, that's a bad thing. There's what you can do. There's nothing you can do about it. Make sure that uh, well, when you call uh, somebody, make sure it's Amazon people. Don't give like your account number. He told me April 1st was the first and the last day that he'll ever drive for Amazon Flex. Now, we reached out to Amazon. Haven't heard back from them in response to this situation. All right. Um, I feel bad for this guy, but... It's pretty clear, like, he didn't do, like, any, well, not train. Well, actually, Amazon, of all the apps, actually has training in the app that shows you how to navigate the app. I mean, they don't call it yep. training. They call it, like, app navigation or something like that. Yeah. But um, they, I don't know how he missed this because in, you do Amazon Flex? Uh, well, right at the, there, there is a driver support button right in the app. So if you ever have a problem, you just tap that and it calls them automatically. I don't know how this guy missed it. Again, I feel bad that he got suckered. And like, and also he just Googled, Googled Amazon phone number or something. That's I don't know how that's possible. Like I would spend well, a little more right. time in the app. <laughs> yeah. You know, people don't read. The, the the training people mm -hmm. don't read the training and it's not training that'll they can't get... train us they're not allowed to train us if they train us we're employees so they call it whatever it is yeah what um yeah that's a bunch of lawyers talking mentorship they don't you do you can't read they don't read the training they don't know how to contact you know basic phone numbers so yeah you know and this happens all the time shoppers are scammed all the time because they do this kind of stuff. Yeah. And yeah, Hannibal and I talked about this a couple of weeks ago, especially like, remember, I don't know if, it, if it's still going on, but I remember like pre COVID, there was a, a bunch of Instacart scams where like somebody would call you out of the blue claiming to be Instacart support. And like, they would know your name. On. Yeah. I, on. I got those calls. I haven't got them in a long time, but it's the, the, the the best tip off that it's a scam is if they have an American accent like us, because if mm -hmm. it's actual support, they're going to be in India or Philippines or Colombia or something like that. So um, if you're talking to an American, 
you know, that's a, a good tip off right there. <laughs> anyway, we got to take a quick commercial break and we will be right back in 34 seconds. Are you a DoorDash delivery Are driver? Are you a DoorDash delivery driver? Would you like to be safer Would you like and, less to be stressful stressful and less stressful and driving and earn more at the same time? The Driver's Utility Helper app allows you to do just that. Create custom filters and its automated system does the work for you, automatically declining unwanted low-paying requests and accepting more profitable requests so you can focus on driving. Visit acceptordecline.com to get started today. Oh, you know what? Last week when I was playing that uh, commercial um, and when I was listening to it on the audio podcast, and some people mentioned this in the comments, is that like it was echoing. And I figured out what it was. It's because I'm sharing my screen and I'm sharing the system audio. So it's it's playing like both the the video on Streamlabs, but then it's also playing like what's in my, my earpiece here. So I just had to stop sharing the screen. Anyway... Let's move on. Most of our, our I thought it was news... just, I, thought, I thought it was just me. No, no, no. I I know what it is now. So, uh, this has been a lot of DoorDash has been talking about this. Uh, so this is out of Canada, and this is from Grit Daily, <laughs> the premier startup news hub. DoorDash to offer cannabis pickup service in Canada, Canada, Toronto specifically. Stoners north of the border will no longer need to order weed and munchies separately. DoorDash has signed a deal with Superette a leading local cannabis retailer to provide cannabis pickup in Toronto, Canada. What other Toronto is there? <laughs> According to a press release from Superad, <laughs> this is the first time DoorDash will be handling cannabis orders. With a proven track record for transforming cannabis retail shopping into an immersive experience, Superad will apply their creative approach to cannabis retail and DoorDash Marketplace app. DoorDash and Superad will offer a compliant product to ensure that consumers are able to access the best in the neighborhood. Consumers are age-gated, so only the customers who confirm their age 19 or over can view cannabis retail store information, cannabis products, or anything related to cannabis. Super, Take a drink every time to say cannabis. Superette will verify IDs and strictly enforce maximum possession amount at the store during pickup. Um, Chris said, I would do this delivery. Well, you know yeah. what? And Chris, is, I just talked to him last night on the interview show. But you know what? This isn't delivery. This is pickup only. In fact, uh, there were, Uber started this last year. Hannibal and I talked about this. And so it's you can order um, your weed on DoorDash or Uber Eats, but you have to actually go to the store and pick it up. You can't, as far as it's it's not delivery at this time. Go back to that article. Go, go, go to the very bottom. Uh-huh. Go, go to the end. And look at the author's name after the tags. Peter Page. That is not a real name. <laughs> and that also, is not a person. Nobody right. is named Peter Page. <laughs> Sorry, I just that's one of the things that some that's not a real name. Well, it's he's on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a another there was a comic book reference in there, which maybe you got. I don't know if anybody beside me or you got that. But grit, you remember in the back of old Bronze Age comics, it say deliver I for that grit. Too. Yeah, I thought that too. Yeah, I, I I'll bet 
Grit used to be this newspaper that you in the back in the There's day, his... if you were a kid, you could deliver grit newspapers <laughs> and make yeah. money. And it was something that they do for kids, you know, for the paper boy. And yeah, so I'll bet I never it's actually not the same company. I never actually saw a physical. I've never seen an actual grit mm. newspaper or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't. Even, uh, so you... I never delivered for it, but I just I always remember seeing those ads in the back of comic mm-hmm. books. And uh, what's the what's the the magazine for Boy Scouts? I think it's called Boy. Is it Boys Life? Boys Life. Boys Life. Yeah. 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 But did you have Sea Monkeys? Yeah. Sea yeah. Monkeys, which it's they don't do anything. You just I guess they're. It's like powdered. I don't know. Remember, did you ever see that? Sea monkeys are real. That? Yeah, sea yeah, people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was a great story. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there was a couple other articles on, like that was like the most like journalistic website I could find covering this. Everything else was like <laughs> just these weed magazines and stuff. But um, I know Bentley Coop has been talking about it. He's like so excited. And I'm like, dude, it's not. First of all, it's in Canada. You know, so it's only in Canada right now. And second of all, it's not, about you're not going to be delivering live weed. there. Yeah. So anyway, I just thought that was interesting. Let's move on. Although this, this is, I should have put this on the first section. It's slightly more uh, serious, quote unquote. Look out, DoorDash. Local meal delivery companies are teaming up. Potentially hundreds of mom and pop delivery companies will be available through a new app and website that pair diners with hometown providers. And this is by Sean Captain. Isn't he the guy that wrote the article that we were in a few months ago. Yes. Yep. Okay. All right. So I'm just going to, this is actually pretty long, but I'm trying to get to the uh, most important parts here. So DoorDash, Uber Eats, and Grubhub have become synonymous with on-demand restaurant delivery. DoorDash alone counts for 59%. Uber Eats, 24%. Grubhub, 14%. But the big three have at least 550 competitors. Small companies that cover a town or a segment of a state, such as Grub South in Alabama, Meals Now in Arkansas, Foodies in Tennessee, and Takeout Central in North Carolina. With smaller companies having nowhere near the name recognition of DoorDash or even Caviar, now owned by DoorDash, or Postmates, part of Uber, it's hard for hungry customers to know who their local provider is or that they even have one. Most locals do have apps, but they don't have major advertising budgets or prominent placement in Google search results. So now these companies are uniting in a nationwide effort called Local Delivery with iPhone and Android apps and a website that provide national coverage providing an experience more like that of meal delivery giants. When users open the app or go to the site, they'll be paired with the nearest delivery service or services. And I think that was, is local really better? Local providers stake the moral high ground in the food delivery wars. In addition to keeping money in the community, they claim to offer better terms for restaurants. Meals Now, for instance, charges restaurants just a 10% fee on the cost of the order. Foodies charges 15%. Are the prices any better for customers? Not necessarily. Meals Now, for example, charges customers a 10% delivery fee. Foodies charges a 10% service fee plus a delivery fee ranging from $0.50 cents to $10 depending on distance. And what about the drivers? Is going local any better for them? That's hard to tell as pay estimates vary across the RMDA uh, memberships like restaurant, some restaurant association. Drivers' earnings range from $18 to $40 per hour, including tips, Uh Chintan Patel estimates a broad range of $17.50 to $36 during rush hour for meals. Now drivers set, sorry, these are all referencing people I skipped. Uh, they estimate $18 to $20 per hour in, for foodies. In a brand new report, DoorDash says the driver 
averages $25 per hour across all the countries that operates. Yeah, I, I call bullshit on that. No way. You're not making $25 an hour on average with DoorDash. No way. Maybe maybe Friday, Saturday nights at the absolute peak. But yeah, so I thought that was kind of cool is that there's all these startups. And I mean, there's also we you're probably familiar or heard of Waiter and Vice Squad, although, again, like next to nobody uses them. But it's I thought that was cool that, you know, like they're starting an app. Um, what was it called? I forgot already. Local delivery. I'm going to see if it's in the in the iStore iPhone store. I think this is a this is great news. This this is really good news. And did you notice one of like they reeled off states like um, one was Arkansas, and mm-hmm. you know I lived in when I used to live in Austin. People in Austin, you know, certain cities have a very local culture, and they everybody there looks to buy stuff from a local you know, the local shops instead of the Walmarts of the world. And I can see this being a good venture. And they're probably right. You know, in Texas, we have favor here. And Mm -hmm. they they hit all those same notes. It's like, you know, we're local and we have real people. And then, you know, and also you can probably get better tips that way as a driver or as a shopper. I'll bet those those services you can make more money if you're good at what you're doing and get people their food on time. First of all, um, that's a terrible name, local delivery. That's way too generic. I just did a search for that in the app store and I can't find it. It's just showing me all these apps that I already know. Postmates, Yelp, Rapidus, Fetch, Canugo, Devo, Favor. GoPuff, Shopify, mm-hmm. uh, Easer, Grab it. So there's all these apps. All these apps. I'm like, man, I wanted to apply to be a driver for all these apps, but I don't know, if, like, if they're around here or what. But so, I mean, good concept. They just need a more specific, more memorable uh, name if they're gonna like do this conglomerate or uh, coalition or whatever. Local delivery. That's too generic. You need something, you know, like Uber. Instacart. Well, most of this, most of these are memorable names. Most of the quotes is from the owner of Meals Now. Is that in Mm -hmm. there? Uh, in the App Store. Let me see. Yeah. Meals uh, Now. Yeah, Chanan Patel of Meals Now is okay. That's so. Let let me look up adventure with Meals Now. They spell it right. Uh, Yeah, Foodies Delivery. Now this writer, Sean Captain, he's a good writer, and he actually goes and gets qu- unique quotes from people mm-hmm. to talk, you know, to fill out his stories. There's, um, you know, there there there's something to this. Yeah, well, it's, it's kind of wait and see, but he has a good beat. Uh, let's let's come back to this in uh, a year or so. All right, let, let's move on. So this is from payments.com gig app provider ranking has a new leader in three movers and shakers. So they do this thing. I guess they do it once a month where they kind of rate all the gig apps. Although they, they do include other apps you probably wouldn't consider, but so it says, uh, there's been movement and rankings most notably. And they, they have a whole separate article that explains how they, uh, rank the apps the way that they do. So they actually, they don't really explain it that well. It says scoring factors include channel coverage, up-to-date downloads, monthly average users, sessions per user, and average sessions session length. Uh, 
So you can see number one is Uber driver. I'm going to go over here. Uh, the new leader is Uber driver, which moves up one level in the rankings to take the top spot. The ride-sharing app earns a score of 95, and that's two points higher than its score last month. The app is also one of the most uh, months movers and shakers. Just one point behind is the previous leader, DoorDash, to prepare for, yeah, score 94. Number three is Instacart with a score of 80. Uh, holding its premium position is Grubhub for drivers. That's They got a 70. And then Fiverr at five, hmm. <laughs> score Fiverr. 67. And then number seven is Lyft Driver, scored 58. Uh, number eight is Upwork. Number nine, TaskRabbit. And number 10 is Freelancer. So it's like those last three ones, those are all the uh, the uh, chore monkey jobs, that, as I call them. That's what the Need Simpsons called them. <laughs> Do you ever see that Simpsons where they they they, well, they farmed out all their chores to what was like they I could tell was supposed to be TaskRabbit, but they called it chore monkey. So that's right, what that's right. what I call like like TaskRabbit, um, Rover wag any anything any app where it's like on demand somebody else doing chores from, like and they have laundry apps now too have you seen that uh no no yeah you can sign up to do other people's laundry at, in your house mm. and get paid for it hmm that's uh, probably the other steve has to go have all right have a good day I'm sure he'll catch the replay or download the podcast yeah well i'm good it's good to see that uber is made a big comeback mm. I mean, Uber driving. <laughs> that, I mean, that because I mean, I knew a lot of people who did Uber before the pandemic and then nobody, you know, then that all stopped. And but it's coming back, I, you know, because so that's good. You know, notice, right. Ly notice Lyft wasn't on that list. No, it was. It was number five. Oh, it was. No. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Lyft. No, it was number four. It was, no, it was it. It was on there, but it was like seven, I think. I don't know. All right. We got to take one more commercial break. Again, check out Maximo and Driver's Utility Helper. Links in the description or the show notes or whatever you want to call it. Um, if you're doing DoorDash, Uber Eats, Grubhub, um, or Uber or Lyft Driver, both of these apps are going to just make these jobs so much safer and more profitable for you. And uh, they do have a monthly subscription fee, but um, you can make that up on like your first order. You know, so pays for itself. Trust me. All right. So let me run this ad real quick. We'll be right back in 55 seconds. Meet Joe. He's a rideshare driver that drives for Uber and drives for Joe currently uses multiple phones to efficiently drive for Uber But this can be a pain at times. That was until Joe found Maximo. The rideshare app that automates Uber and Lyft ride Maximo will use set by Joe. Like time, distance, and passenger rating. To determine which rides are best suited for Joe. When a ride request comes in, Joe doesn't need to worry. Maximo will automatically accept the ride request that matches his filters. And then turn off the app that is currently on a ride. Once Joe finishes the ride, Maximo will turn everything back on. This will allow Joe to focus on his passengers and driving safe. All right. Now, remember at the beginning we had the hero driver. Well, this guy is a zero. <laughs> this is out of Nashville. Um, from wait, this is dated. Like, how did this date it today? I got this yesterday. 
Anyway, uh, it's kind of a police blotter type item. Matthew Hall replaced expensive Best Buy orders with cheaper items during deliveries. It's just this one paragraph. So I'm going to do this real quick. 24-year-old Matthew Hall was jailed this week on two outstanding warrants stemming from his work as a roadie delivery driver for Best Buy. An investigation showed that on multiple occasions, he would pick up an expensive item at Best Buy for delivery to a customer, but replace it with a much cheaper item, which was delivered to the customer's home. Leo, shut up. One of the customers received a Walmart alarm clock instead of the Samo speakers hall had been entrusted with, while another ordered a 700 Google Pixel phone and received a $20 Nintendo Switch adapter. During the investigation, he implicated himself in the thefts by stating, well, what if I know what happened to the phone? What's the best way to handle the situation? Yeah, I can tell this is like straight from a police blotter or something. Like it's it's very poorly written, but still, that's it's funny. But, um, oh, you know, I forgot to turn, I'm sorry. Uh, when I was playing the commercial, I forgot to turn the uh, screen sharing off. Sorry, that was my bad. Sorry, people. I got to remember to do that. Actually, um, so I don't know. Did you see this? This I thought, I just thought that was funny, but it's also this dude might be too stupid to my favorite <laughs> to be in this line of work. My, my, my favorite part of the story is during the investigation, Matthew Hall implicated himself by saying, well, what if I know what happened to the phone? Yeah. What's the best way to handle the situation? <laughs> he what, probably said it to a cop, not to a lawyer, you know. It's probably you know, some desk cop wrote this. This is why people don't like gig workers. These people yeah, are trash. Yeah. And like, here's like the the booking, whatever the paperwork, the arrest warrant. This is why the score system works. People <laughs> like this very quickly get one stars and one stars, and then they end up getting pushed out of the system. I mean, you know, it's. It's inconvenient for those of us who have to work, who work all day and we'll get a bad rating here or there and it'll wreck, you know, we'll get a three star and it'll wreck the five, five Oh we had, but it's to grind people like this out before they get caught. Yeah. Um, like I've said so many times, these turds are the real MVPs because all you have to do is just put in a little bit of effort and then you look, you're a five star driver in comparison you know mm -hmm. it's just that yeah. just showing some some effort you know and also and this is something hannibal and i have talked about every time we get one of these stories it's just like what what about the fucking background check thing like checker just lets anybody with a pulse you know like how many times have we talked about remember um last year there was like a gang member in new york city that put his dick in a cop's chipotle and like he had been arrested like seven times prior like, how did the background check not catch that? Or I, I know people that have, like, you know, traffic tickets or something on their mm -hmm. record. Mm -hmm. And, like, they, they'll get denied, but somebody who's been arrested seven times can still still get in on the platform. Well, it, it's just subjective. And, and a, a background check means different things to different companies. Shipped is very picky. Shipped is very picky. I mean, I know people... I know people who have problems in their history and uh, I'll leave it at that. And Instacart would take them, but shipped wouldn't. Sometimes they couldn't get it. Other people can't get either, but uh, they can get on with Uber. Mm -hmm. So, you know, 
people need right. the work. You know, they need they need the work. Well, com- the, the, this last work. story, um, this this should make your day. I know you're a comic book nerd. So Dash Gordon, this is, and this is in now Houston have, too. A League City man is changing the definition of superhero. He does, in fact, wear a costume <laughs> while he's out delivering food. Yeah, but he soon found out his costume and the power to do far more. Is that how we call it? They say not all superheroes. They don't all wear capes. <laughs> in the case of League City's Timothy Glover. I'm a corporate trainer during the day. But in a flash. Dash Gordon, here he is. The costume, it turns out is actually his uniform. A DoorDash. Glover started DoorDashing after his wife had a health scare in hopes of making money to pay for a much-needed vacation. Dash Gordon quickly became a hit. They drive by, and to be honest with the reactions are, Dash, we love you. Dash, you're the man. And a viral sighting sensation. DoorDash. <laughs> and it takes their mind off what's going on in this crazy time, in this world. Guess what? It's working. But then Glover, who says he was fueled by his childhood spent in foster homes, began to think he could use his powers for something greater. There was a couple single moms. They were reaching out asking for some help. I was like, you know what? I, I can do this. I can go into my neighborhood. I can get donations. And he has hundreds of dollars worth so far. Now doing public appearances or just stopping by to brighten someone's day. This is what I'm supposed to do. The only currency accepted? smiles now he and his wife are ready to take that vacation and even though it's been a whirlwind i'm trying to move as fast as they want dash to he has no plans of stopping i had no idea it would be so impactful not only on the community but how it's changed me as a person zach kawatari khou 11 news all right by the way by the way um chad it's good we're talking about this because today is superhero day. Did you know that? It's superhero day. In fact, I wore my I wore my um Captain Carrot. I wore my Captain <laughs> Carrot superhero shirt. Uh, wow, that is that's, a deep, deep cut. <laughs> Not too many people know that reference. Uh well, you know, uh so this story, um, this guy's in League City. Do you know where mm-hmm. that is? It's no, never heard uh, of it. that that's a it's, it's gotta a, be by houston it's, it's a, a nice suburb of houston that would be a great place to do gig work so mm-hmm. there's that, that uh that's interesting um also uh he's got and i'm glad he picked the flash you know the flash is a really cool superhero too yeah but he he calls himself uh, dash gordon which would be flash gordon so he should dress like flash gordon but i mean I guess most well, people get that reference. As, he, he's dressed as the Flash. Or you know. if his actual name was Gordon, then he could be. I could I could see that, but <laughs> the the kind of the nerd in me is like, well, that's you're mixing two su- superhero he names is. here. Yeah. He so yeah. Um, now have have you seen? So he could be DoorDash in, Flash or something. Or so here in Dallas, when I started with Instacart, one of the mentors would dress up as Spider Man. No, uh, he'd do Spider-Man and he'd do Superman, and he would he would shop in in is is uh he would shop usually as Spider as Superman as Superman you know with mm-hmm. the cape and and all that and yeah that was a shtick uh, customers like that. There's also a guy here in Dallas. Uh, speaking of favor, there's a guy here who does favor, and his his name is he goes by Mister T. <laughs> he's a black guy. He has a mohawk. Uh, 
he he looks and he looks he's a dead ringer for mr t from the mr. T look alike. Yeah. yeah yeah and uh he he gets he gets great he he gets a he gets paid well for that whole shtick Mm-hmm. And and you can you know people people do that people are who are very creative can do that so I'm glad yeah. to see this man has yeah you should dress up uh, no. no I don't <laughs> do cosplay I'm not I'm not into cosplay <laughs> it's hard so I, yeah I, when you when you wear glasses it's hard to dress up like a superhero and it cracked me up that that guy leaves his glasses on when he has the flash costume on. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, if you if you would too, right? I mean, you've got to. Well, you can get contacts. See. Yeah, not not. Uh, so that guy is that guy's over fifty. He probably uh, when you need yeah. bifocals, contacts become a whole different news story. Yeah. Um, um, so let, let, let me let me play this last. Let, let's play this last um, clip real quick. This is literally only a few seconds. It's pretty funny. It's. it's uh, Groundhog, Groundhog caught on camera hilariously stealing packages. So if you watch in the bottom left corner here, you can see him. <laughs> there he goes. Yep. I just thought that was cute. I mean, it doesn't really have to do with gig work other than, you know, it's Amazon and it's adjacent. And these damn animals. You have to lock everything down nowadays. Yeah. Um, yeah, we've had stories like that uh, from last year. There was like in where somebody left their Uber Eats on the stoop or whatever. And like then raccoons came and grabbed it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, remember you're always on camera. You're always on camera now. Yeah. That's um, like I, I do Amazon Flex. Well, it seems like almost every day now, but um that's when I'm going to make the delivery. I look to see if they have a ring doorbell camera or sky bell or what, any of those. And some of them, it'll, when you get close, it'll like play a sound. And then, and some of them will actually have like a voice. It'll say, you're being recorded. You know, it's like, Oh, I, I've never me. heard that, but I'll notice the ring. You know, uh, when you, they detect motion and they light up, you'll see them, you know, lights come on the. So. Although. A lot of people, when they buy those, they just take them out of the box and set them up, and that it's just like it's like a router or a computer, and that in, you need to lock it down because you can hack a Ring doorbell camera really easily because it's just the it's because it's a you know like a Bluetooth Wi-Fi, mm-hmm. and it's probably username, admin, password, <laughs> password. You know, <laughs> it, all it takes anybody with uh, wait, let me go wide here. Sorry to sound like a broken record, folks. Got my cybersecurity diploma right here. There and you go. I could if I could, I well, I I took a pledge to be an ethical hacker and uh white you know, hat. I, I, yeah. Or a white hat. I could yeah. I could hack so many people's ring doorbell cameras. I don't really know what I would do with them. You know, I don't I don't know what the uh the I don't I don't know what there is to see, you know, on a, I don't know how I'm gonna steal somebody's bank account with their ring doorbell camera, but you know, I'm sure some super hacker out there could do it. <clears throat> hello, anyway. Bri- hello, Brianna Peterson. Oh yeah, she's been here a while. And this is going rap, back if Grub Warp. I know. I always thought it was Grub Rap too, because I'm like, I want to rap. <laughs> she said, I met a few shoppers who use their mom or siblings' account or spouse's account, probably because they didn't pass the background check. Yeah. Oh, that's the old trick. That's one of the old. That's a big old trick. 
But how would that work with taxes? Because if you're using somebody else's account, like it's on their social security number. Yes. So when taxes come due, you're gonna have to, they're gonna have to pay taxes on your they're gonna get a 1099. The spouse will get yeah. the 1099. I mean, yeah. I guess if you're a spouse, it's okay, but if it's like somebody who doesn't even live with you, they're just still you're using like even if you fake their address saying that they live with you, so all the paperwork comes to your house or whatever, but it's still on their social security number. So I don't know how that would work. I'll tell you how that works for most of those situations. Please do. Nobody pays the taxes. <laughs> They just skip it. <laughs> you know how many people do that? A lot. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, we've hit an hour exactly. I, I like I said perfect. so many times. I try to keep this show perfect. under an hour. But it's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, uh, you got anything to plug, or are we just going to uh, see you next week? Uh, not this time. I'll uh, mm -hmm. I'll have some more stories from the road for the next for the next next bat, yeah. you know next episode. I didn't really have anything exciting happen in the last few days either. Um, I may do. Uh, I may hit some estate sales this weekend. Oh, I did. I did have. Okay, so I did have one interesting story. So yesterday I was doing a corner shop, and it's in an apartment complex, and it, it's at building eight seventy two apartment. Blah blah blah. So first of all, I'm driving around. And I cannot find eight seventy two. You know, it's one of those maze apartment complexes. It's not like a grid. It's like you know, just sprawling, not okay. It should be like my apartment complex is a grid and just real easy to find everything. Um, so it's one of these sprawling co apartment complexes where I think where they laid out the road, they just like tied a piece of chalk to a donkey or something, just let it walk out and like, okay, that's the way we're going to do the roads. Um, so I finally, finally, and like, as I'm messaging the customer, I'm like, where's your building? She's not writing back. And then I finally find it. I'm like, okay. And then, uh, so, and I remember it, her apartment number was an odd number. And I look around, and all the apartments are even numbers for this building. And that means it's so, on the other side, right? Yeah, you're on the wrong. Yeah, side. so I walk all the way around to the back. They're still even numbers. So, like the apartment number she had didn't exist. So I'm like, maybe it's a typo. Maybe it's just one up or one down. But so, like, I'm calling her. I'm texting her. She's not writing back. So I had to go through support. And this is on Corner Shop. Um, one thing that's nice about Corner Shop compared to Instacart is that you have your own SOM, your, I don't even know what it stands for. It's basically your own, not customer service, but your own tech support person. So you don't have to like go into a queue and wait and be 20 in line. Like you just okay. message them and they usually yeah. write back pretty quickly. And so I'm messaging them saying, hey, you know, the, there's no apartment number by this number did you call her did you say that did you say yeah i called her but it just you went call, to voicemail. you called her and it went to voicemail okay yeah and then eventually she wrote back and said okay my boyfriend's coming out and eventually a guy comes out and, I, and he says hey are you here for so-and-so i'm like yeah and it, he's like oh we're in this building he's like you're at the wrong building i'm like no you're at the wrong building i say look, i show him my phone i say look it says 872 right here i'm like and that was probably rude of me and this lady she only tipped me a dollar and it was a pretty she, you big. Should, you shouldn't have done that. That's that's. Although yeah. she did, she did five star me. So although not, not that your ratings really matter as much on Corner Shop, but mm. um, that's still it's her. She's the one who made a mistake. She put the wrong building number in, and I'm the one that gets the dollar tip. Like so, all the customers out there, make sure your address is correct. So many people move. You're doing delivery. We get to the house or like the gated community or whatever, and they're like. 
Oh, I live in Kansas now or something. Has that ever happened to you? Oh, every... What hasn't? Uh, I've delivered <laughs> to places. I, I've delivered to apartments and I get there and the guy says, oh, I've moved. I live downtown now. Bring it down and I'll tip you an extra 40 bucks. And he did. And how far is that? I, I, yeah, uh, it wasn't. It was my last. Or, you know, if uh, if you catch me on my last order of the day and you need a big something like that, I'll do it. You know, I got 40 bucks extra bucks out of it. Uh, but yeah, you know, um, I don't know. I wouldn't have. Blown, I don't know that. Who knows if you would have always gotten the dollar tip? I mean, the, the logical thing to do is to be, you know, what would Mr. Spock have done? He would have said <laughs> to the guy. Uh, by the way, your building number in the app is wrong. And so everybody after me is going to have the same problem. You want to change that. And then they'll yeah. go, oh, oh, thank you. Thank you for pointing that out. Because when I've had the wherewithal to do that and sort of make it a benefit to them rather than just a big gripe and a complaint, I will get people will appreciate that, especially in yeah. apartments because they're used, you know, they're used to ordering things and all the drivers getting lost. Yeah. So they, they like, they, they'll even appreciate a driver who will, who has some brains who can point out a mistake without. Yeah. I, I, I will say in retrospect, I probably should have been a little more polite or whatever, but um, I've done, but I've done what you did. I wasn't, I've it's not like I was too. cursing her out or anything. I'm just mm -hmm. like, you like, snapped. You just said, snapped. It says building 872. That's where I am. So, mm -hmm. yeah. all right. All they right, should have going... picked up their phone. Yeah. I well, don't like, I, again, wish customers, thing. I wish People... customers would answer their phones because they know we're shopping for yeah. them. Well, you know, a lot of boomers, they don't even use the app. They just use the website. So, and like they, yeah. they place the order and then they forget it and they just wait until it shows up. And yeah. All right. Well, uh, I will be back on Monday night with Hannibal and I'm still trying to book a guest for next week. Ooh. And uh, as far as I know, Steve and I will, this will be a Thursday morning thing from now on. I'm probably not going to do the, because I did, I don't know if you caught the, the interview I did with Chris last night. We started about nine, wrapped a little after like 1030 or so. And then I had to like get that podcast all taken care of. And then I didn't get to bed till like almost midnight. And then I had to get up at seven 30 and get this ready. So probably no more Wednesday night, Thursday morning. I'm probably maybe Tuesday nights. You have learned with, your with, lesson. Yeah. Or sometime on the weekend. So I'm pretty much back to, I'm trying to work we weekdays. Cause if I try to work weekends, even though the absence is busy, it's not mm -hmm. because all these weekend warriors are out there taking all the good jobs you know so i work weekdays while they're at their day job damn warriors <laughs> all right that does it uh thanks for watching and we will see you real soon all right bye everybody bye